Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Seder Stories podcast presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm your host, Sarah Kirkpatrick, and I am here today with Bob Chesney, the head coach of the back-to-back-to-back Patriot League champion football team. 2021 is winding to a close. Uh, National Signing Day, the early signing period, is the conclusion to what has been an eventful year for you and the Holy Cross football team as a whole. Um, Today, we're just going to focus on the new guys you just brought in, but also kind of talk about where the program is as a whole right now. Just to kind of generally begin, overall, what impresses you the most about this class you've brought in, and how quickly does this group fit into the championship culture that's been created here? Well, first, thanks for doing this. This is, you know, pretty awesome. I think to be able to spend some time talking about each of these young men and these additions to our program is is really important, not only for them and their families, but for our players and also our supporters. Uh, you, You just said it, right? You know, how do they fit into the championship culture. When you go back and look at this, you're going to have five state champions of the eight that we brought in. You're going to have two that won their league. There just weren't, was not uh, a state championship available. Uh, five all state, seven team captains. When you talk about championship culture, that's exactly what these guys do. They're, they're winners in every sense of the word. They're leaders in every sense of the word. And I think, um, you know, they're going to step in here and make an impact and fit in very, very well. There are, many of them are also three sport athletes, which we'll dive into you know, when we start talking about them each individually. So we are very excited uh, about these eight young men. And, and there's a few more that we got to fill in over these next couple of weeks, but you know, what a great day yesterday was and uh, excited to um, you know, get them here and get to work. So last year, obviously there wasn't a chance to recruit in person, but this year you got to do official visits. <laughs> Uh, you got to do everything on campus, on their campuses. Um, you got to show off our great facility here. Um, just how much of an extra advantage is that kind of in-person element? Yeah. yeah. So the class before probably had the toughest, you know, recruiting cycle um, or parameters put on them that, that any have. This one wasn't all perfect, though, either. Right. There, there, there was a lot that wasn't lifted. You know, they had to come through here in groups of one only. They could not bring, you know, more people through. We didn't have any junior days. There were still many restrictions. And a lot of these guys hadn't played football for a little while either because they were shut down, depending on what state they were living in at that time. So um, it, it's a little more normal. This next one will be even more normal where, where this one gets a little bit, um, you know, tight is in the roster numbers that most of these college programs have. A lot of these college programs have a lot of guys coming back and, you know, we do as well. So there's just, you can't take, um, you know, a huge quantity of players. So the quality has got to be, you know, spot on. And I think that's what we find, you know, in this group here, but this was a little more normal. I think next year will be, you know, much more normal for them as far as again, junior days, camps, visits, but the roster numbers will still be an issue. A lot of college teams are, you know, seem to only be going through the transfer portal. So they got to deal with that. So there's, there's a couple streams coming in here, um, you know, from the transfer portal to guys that you could have stay as your fifth year, but then also the high school guys. So that's a lot that they're competing with that did not occur back in the day. But um, again, being able to find great players and and the, the great, you know, quality is what this is about. And I think we found that here in these eight. We're going to dive in and chat about each of those eight players that just signed with Holy Cross. Um, I'm just going to go player by player so our fans can learn a little bit more about each one. 
Um, let's start with Tommy Bespich. Um, he's a versatile player. His father's an alum. Just what can you say about him? Just that, right? A team captain. Again, they won their league all-state selection. Uh, Tommy had over 1,000 receiving yards and him 20 touchdowns in his high school career. He also played basketball and track, a three-sport athlete. Um, he played for Coach Chris Smith's father uh, up there at St. Francis High School in uh, Buffalo. And again, his father played here and graduated in 2000. So uh, a great athlete. Tommy will probably play on the defensive side for us, but also has the ability to be on the offensive side. Just brings a lot of versatility. And, uh, you know, we're very excited to, to get him here on campus. And just how awesome is that kind of extra family connection there? You have it with Jordan Fuller and his father coming in this year, and now you have Tommy next year. How great is that when there's that family connection? Oh, it's great. I mean, that's, that that to me is what football is. Football isn't a sport. Football, uh, I grew up in a football family. And I think we have, you know, Coach Veganic here and his son, you know, is on our team. We have the McCauley brothers, right? We also have the Kelly brothers. We have a couple other, you know, guys that played together in high school. And it's just such a neat feeling. Uh, that's what you want it to be like. You know, you want it to feel like family. You want it to be like family. And that's exactly what we got here. Sam Boyer, a linebacker out of Virginia. What does he bring to the table? Again, another team captain, another state champion. He was the 3A regional defensive player of the year, uh, his junior year. He had a little bit of an injury, but uh, he's back to 100% right now. Uh, over 100 career tackles, 20 TFL, seven sacks, six touchdowns. It just is a phenomenal Phenomenal football player, a great nose for the ball, very explosive and violent at the point of attack. He also did play lacrosse and track and field. So he's again, is a, a three-sport athlete, which again, captain, state champ, three-sport athlete. You're going to see that show up, you know, time and time again in this, in this broadcast. You have Osahan Narua and Christian Ross. Um, you know, the D-line is a spot where you're graduating some of your key players, key contributors. How do those two guys help you out there? Well, just the same. Let's start with Christian Ross. He's a state champion out of Bergen Catholic. We have a long storied history with that school, uh, the McGovern brothers, and, and then there's so many others to talk about. But, you know, a state champ team finished number four in the country. Um, you know, he was top five all time, you know, career sack leader at Bergen Catholic, just phenomenal, phenomenal football player. Um, just unbelievable addition to the team. And then Osahan, what a player he is, man. He stands at 6'5", 250 pounds, and just he's just starting to scratch the surface. He stood next to Benton Whitley uh, earlier when he came up on a visit, and, and Benton, you know, and, and he went kind of toe-for-toe toe with height, with weight, with wingspan, with all those things. But Osahan, at this time, it was just so much stronger than what Benton was coming out of high school. So um, 10 sacks this season, comes from a football family. His brother plays at Brown. Just very excited, both of those guys. Uh, both are really speed rush, long defensive ends. But I think one or two of them have the, the potential to possibly move inside, you know, depending. They're both very young. So how much bigger do they grow? You know, what is their potential? Where do they end up when they're 20, 21 years old? You know, we're all excited to see that. All right, we're going to take just a quick break. And when we get back, we'll learn more about the new members of the Holy Cross family. What does it mean to be relentless? It means providing access to great medicine for everyone. UMass Memorial Health, the relentless pursuit of healing. Find the help you're looking for at ummhealth.org. At Wegmans, we've packed our fresh and delicious salads with incredible flavor. Each one is made with our very best ingredients, like fresh greens, imported cheeses, and our signature dressings. 
we've packed big, delicious flavor into every bite for salads that are endlessly good. At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination, and we are a starting point. Because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again, and UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics, with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick, get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855 UMass MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare. A proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. Just across Worcester, WPI graduate students are collaborating on solutions to the world's greatest challenges. Their innovations are transforming everyday lives. And our alumni have rewarding careers in robotics and data science to advance manufacturing and business. What will your impact be? Start exploring today at wp.wpi.edu forward slash grad explore. All right, now moving over to some of the guys on offense. Um, Blake Youngblood, you've had some pretty good receivers from Texas on this team. How does he kind of fit into that core? You know, he reminds us a lot of Spencer Gilliam, right? He's a really athletic, very dynamic um, slot receiver. He can really do it all. He's tough. He's physical. His personality too is just one, one of the best. He was a leader on the visit the past this past weekend, and I think that's probably you know he'll continue you know in that role of being a leader. Um, team captain once again, two-time state champion out of Texas, two-time all-state player. And these guys down in Texas, they didn't lose any development because they played football the whole way through this. So, you know, really, you know, awesome to have him joining this team. Over 2,000 career reception yards, uh, 26 touchdowns. He also a two-sport athlete, played lacrosse. And again, just brings so much to the table here as far as his ability to catch the football, make people miss really sharp, sharp routes and played at the highest level in Texas and did it, um, you know, the tune of, again, to the tune of two state champions two state championships and two all-state selections. So what a, you know, an a, a unbelievable addition. You have Noah Eldridge, Joe Metzger, a couple of big O-linemen. What excites you the most about both of them? You know, they both showed up here and they both claim to be six, like almost, almost six, four and around 275. And they both got here and were almost six, five and somewhere around 290 pounds. And they both you know, we're just kind of running around during the photo shoot and, and they were throwing a ball to each other. It was it was unbelievable to watch just how athletic they both are. They're just they're some of the probably two of the most athletic linemen I've seen in quite some time. And then they're both just tough. They're physical. You know, they're just nasty football players on top of being great people off the field. But uh, talk about Noah, 2020 Boston Globe, uh, you know, all scholastic team appeared in two championship games. Um, also played baseball, and he was actually on the ski team, believe it or not. So two-sport athlete, he got there to the three-sport athlete, just got there in a very interesting way with the, with the ski team. And then when you move over to Joe, again, a team captain, state champion, all-state selection, baseball and shot put, uh, the kid just is going to be an unbelievable football player in here. Plays, you know, Deerfield, Coach Barbado does such a good job up there, and we have such a good connection, and this kid is 
just one of the, again, toughest kids, you know, that we've come across uh, recently. And then to have Noah coming from Massachusetts through Zavarian brothers, really just a, a great addition. Um, good, you know, great football player, great football family, just excited to have him with us. You have Mark Forcucci, quarterback from Illinois. How does he fit into the mix? Yeah, well, let's round it out with Mark. You know, Mark is, again, a team captain, state champion, first team All-State. You go through some of these numbers, over 4,000 yards, 49 touchdowns, only nine interceptions. Uh, he is a leader. He showed up here, you know, during this weekend, and, and it just seemed like everybody really, you know, understood just what type of a student of the game he is, but just what type of calm presence he has and the, the talent and the ability that he has is, you know, really you know, uh, to us was one of the best that we had on our entire quarterback board. Um, you know, again, coming from out there and, and we have a, a long history of quarterbacks from that Chicago area and they all really, you know, get here and, and, and have lived up to, you know, what we thought that they could actually do. And this, this will be no different for Mark, but, you know, come in here and be able to learn a little bit under some guys, be able to push. I think that's the biggest thing about this class is to be able to push from behind. They're extremely talented and really, they should not be guys who just come in here and are excited to just join a team. They want a piece of this pie, right? They want to be at the top of that depth chart. So I think when you have that type of talent below that could push the guys up above, that's exactly what you're looking for, right? You don't want to just bring in numbers. Again, talking about quantity, you want to bring in some really, really good quality to just continue to raise this talent level and also the competition level that we deal with every single day in practice. And I think we found that here with these guys. And as we kind of talked about already, you're losing some key players headed next fall, but you're also still returning quite a bit of talent with those players having that extra year of eligibility from the COVID season. Um, just as a result, that's kind of made this class much smaller than previous years. So what would you say are maybe some of the positives and negatives of bringing in such a small class? Yeah, well, the positives are that, you know, but it's it's similar, but the positives are that you, you have to make sure that once again, the quality, I keep going that the concentrated juice, it's got to be right here, right? We can't, there's not a whole lot of just extra guys we can bring in. So we got to, we have to be dead right on, on each and every one of them. Uh, our roster sits at 85 right now. Uh, I know that there's a, you know, a, a, a waiver on the president's desks here to try to up that uh, if, if it was to hold at 90, that you had to stop at 90, we only have room for five more guys, right? And I think that is, you know, a, a class of 13 is not something you have to deal with currently and may not have to deal with for the next few years, but come three years from now, you know, it poses a little bit of an issue, right? And I think that's what we have to just be careful of. And hopefully the league can allow us to extend past that 90 uh, this year, like they did last year. So I think that'll be something that we're, you know, just keeping a close eye on as we move forward here. But I know that our guys are, again, just, uh, excited about these guys that are adding to this team uh, and the fifth year guys coming back to watch them interact with them and just say, look, I, I, they're, they're going into their fifth year and here comes an incoming freshman and to know that we're all part of this team together and know that we all need each other, you know, is really what this last weekend was about. And I thought we just made some great connections and uh, our guys trust in us as coaches to bring in, you know, again, high quality football players, but even higher quality or caliber young men. And I think that's exactly you know, again, what we did here. So um, I'm excited for it. I think that, you know, we have a lot more work to do. There's a couple of positions that are left, um, you know, that we have really good hooks into some guys. We just have to continue to build that relationship and, and go through that process over the holiday into uh, late January and then get to that early February signing day. So a little bit more work to be done. 
And, uh, you know, but I think we have our, our sights set on some really, really good football players. Now we just have to continue down this road of building those relationships. What can you just say generally about the work your coaching staff has done in putting this class together? Yeah, so, you know, the good thing about playing two extra weeks is that, you know, we're playing two extra weeks and we're playing, trying to play for a national championship. The bad thing is all of your opponents get two weeks advantage of you uh, on the road. So I think that our coaches had to continue to juggle all of this recruiting in season. They had to continue to juggle all of the demands that come with it. And then when other people are out on the road and in these young men's homes and visiting with them, you know, we're not, right? So it's one of those things that, you know, you have to be able to still do your job, even in the moments when your job gets to be the most demanding playoff football, right? You still have to be able to do your job in recruiting. And I thought our guys did a, you know, an unbelievable job of continuing to uh, just build those relationships and get these guys to the finish line. So um, again, just a little bit of a, a different year, a little bit of a different cycle. And, uh, you know, just the way we ended yesterday, you know, I'm, I'm proud of and, and, you know, really happy with the, the work and the effort these guys put into it. Just stepping back even more generally, just to wrap this up, um, as we said at the beginning of this episode, you know, Holy Cross football has had a very eventful year. Uh, there aren't many coaches ever who can say that their team won two conference championships in the same calendar year. Um, so just looking back at where the team was on January 1st, 2021, and fast forwarding to now, December 2021, with this new class here, just kind of where do you think your team is now compared to the beginning of the year? Well, certainly our, our ability to adapt and, and overcome it has been uh, on display. You know, the, there's nothing that came easy over this, this past year, right? And I think that these guys, we face some injuries, we face some COVID, we face some other situations. And I think we just learned a whole, you know, we learned many different ways to do things. You know, I, I, even the way we met as coaches and the way that we scheduled our day and our week as coaches was all just very different. And I just really, you know, appreciate these guys being flexible. I appreciate these guys, and I mean, players and coaches alike, finding better ways to do it, ways to do it efficiently, you know, not waste each other's time, but in there, invest each other's time and do it with all you got, you know, for that, you know, that two hours that we might be together each day, that's really it. So I think when I look at what we did, you know, again, winning those two um, Patriot League championships, being able to get into the playoffs for the first time ever, hold, host the game for the first time ever, or win that game, right? Or win the game at home for the first time ever, sorry. And then you go a little further and say, beat that FBS team, you know, end up, you know, beating a Monmouth team that really beat us pretty good in the playoffs a couple of years ago. There, it just all kind of lined up right now for us to continue on this, you know, trajectory. We talk about momentum after each season, momentum after the fall, momentum after the winter, momentum after the spring, momentum after the summer. And it just continues to build in the right way. But I also think that when you, look at this whole entire, you know, program, when you look at this entire school there, it's a, it's a pretty neat time right now, right? There's a lot of rebirth here at this moment, right? From admissions to our president, to our athletic director, there's just so many different things going on. And it's such a great opportunity for us all to get on the same page, right? And to support one another. And I believe that's exactly what's going to happen here over these next few, you know, few weeks, few months uh, next year. But call it what it is, right? A 99% GSR, right? For us, when you talk about that, you know, you're, you're talking about us being in the same breath as Ivy League schools and Duke, right? That's really who we're competing against on that academic front. Uh, then you go into facilities and you could talk about us, you know, looking a whole lot like, you know, an ACC school. You know, we don't look a lot like other FBS teams. And I think that, or other FCS teams. And I think that's really, really important. We look more like an FBS team. 
you talk about player development and, and what Coach Grotsky has been able to do and what we've been able to do together with the technology that the school has supported us with. We're more like an NFL team when it comes to player development. And then you talk about life after football, and, and I, I feel like we're we're peerless, right? There's not many people with that are doing it like we're doing it, if, if, if anybody. This mentorship program, the 90-wide, the alums that are involved, you know, it really paints a picture here of us, again, having an Ivy League-like education, ACC-like facilities, NFL-like player development, and then life after football, there's nobody doing like we are. So I just think it's a, a really important time in this program and, and in the school's, uh, you know, sort of history to then later move us into the future. But the future is really, really bright. Adding these eight guys is sort of, again, another rebirth of us just bringing in more guys that are, you know, three sport athletes, state champion, captain, that that's what we want to build this around. And then there always has to be that toughness element when it comes down to it, because in the end, until they change the way this game's played, you do have to be able to play it with that that type of edge and that type of manner. So we think we found the right guys. We know that the timing and the moment in, in history right now that, that we sit is one uh, that I think the, the history will forever remember, right? But how do we even make that better? What got us here will not get us there. And that's something we talk about every single day. So our guys know that when they get back here in, in late January, it's immediately back to work. There's really no time to sit around and talk about what we did uh, it's time to focus on what we're going to do and and what we're going to do just got a whole heck of a lot harder because that bulls I just got a little bit bigger on our back. But these young men know that that's what they're entering into and we can't wait to get them here uh, and and get to work. But I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you know us being able to spend time talking about each of these you know special young men. and um, I think that the time right now it, it, again, for this program for Holy Cross football has never been better and uh, looking forward to the future. I know all of us here at Holy Cross and in Seder Nation are looking forward to an even better and even more exciting 2022. Thanks so much, Coach Chesney, for taking the time today. We hope everyone listening enjoyed this episode of Seder Stories. If you did, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you did like the show, please be sure to also leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Reviews are one of the best ways for others to find our show. Thanks again, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!